Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a while. My name is Scott, and I'm here with my friend Brand. Sir, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Hello, Scott. Welcome. Hello, hello. Oh, everybody. Don't, got caught up there. Got caught up there. Don't, don't know what I was doing. Just move past it. Move past it like nothing happened. Let's keep it going. This week, we are uh, are doing our regular. I gave you a record last week. We listened to it. That record is the self-titled album from Slaughterhouse. Yes. yes. And <laughs> my knowledge of Slaughterhouse beforehand is I know... I, I've listened to some Royce. Yep. Uh, Royce to 5'9". I know who Joe Budden is. Yeah, I have more experience fighting with and and fighting against Joe Budden on one of the Def Jam video games. (laughs) Yes, I remember that game. That's that's the most familiarity with Joe Budden I have. I I know he does a podcast and I've seen clips of it. Yeah, Um, not familiar with Crooked Eye in the least. Have didn't have no idea who he was. No idea at all. And only familiar with Joel Ortiz from a couple features. Probably I I couldn't even name them what they were, but I know I know the name and I've heard some of him somewhere. Gotcha. That's all. That was all I knew going into this. That's it. If I'm being honest, I didn't even I didn't even know who was in the group beforehand. If I'm being 100 percent honest, had no idea. You looked it up. I know Joe Budden was in it and then I knew Royce was in it, but the cover has them all on it. Also, like the album cover. Yep. And then also while looking at lyrics, that was that was helpful too. Even though after a while, you can kind of figure out who's who. For the yeah. most part, yeah, you can. The only trouble I had every once in a while was Crooked Eye and Joel sound the same sometimes. Uh, Joel, I think, is a little raspier. Yeah, Joel's a little raspier. I think you could confuse. I think depending on the energy they're bringing, and we'll get to this in the record. Yeah, I think Joel was one of the only ones that you could tell apart. I think you could tell apart Royce by his talent. If we're being honest, though, they kind of say who it is. They intro themselves. Yeah, on every they really do. Yeah. Joel's here. Like, just just <laughs> calling each other out, saying where they're from. Nicole. And that is another one thing I did, as I wanted to look up where these people were from. Oh, I got some. They they kind of tell you. Like, Crooked Eyes from, like, Long Beach. 
Yep. Royce is from Detroit. Royce is from Detroit. Budden's from Jersey. Yep. I don't know where Joel, Joel, Joel is. I'm pretty from. sure Joel is from uh, Queens. That, that that makes sense. At least New York, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Joel is from uh, Brooklyn. My bad. Now that I got through my familiarity with them, please give me your give me your notes and what you got background here, Scott. Slaughterhouse was an American hip-hop supergroup consisting of rappers Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, and Royce to 59 The group released two studio albums, Slaughterhouse in 2009, independently, and Welcome to Our House in 2012, under Shady and Interscope Records. The group formed in late 2008, after the four rappers all appeared on the song Slaughterhouse from Joe Budden's album Halfway House. They decided to form a group and name the group after the song. Slaughterhouse released their self-titled debut studio album on August 11, 2009, and sold 18,600 copies in its first week. Before we continue on this, I just had a wild idea for a draft. Okay. (laughs) They formed this group because they were all on the same track together. Yeah. We should should draft dream hip-hop groups by track. Based on features? Yeah, like like there's oh. like there's a track with like Jeezy, Lil Wayne, Gucci Mane, and like yeah. yeah, like that's that's who your group could be, and then obviously they would have to be named after the song, I guess, unless the song is some weird thing. It's probably DJ Khaled. Honestly, most of my picks are going to be DJ Khaled songs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my number one is Renegade. You mean by Sticks, of course. <laughs> You're just you're just drafting sticks. That's sticks. What, just what you're doing. I got right, sticks, exactly. guys. I got my sticks. dream. It's my dream right there. <laughs> I just had, when when you said that that they formed off the song, they had to yeah. have been friends prior, though. I imagine right? they knew each other. Yeah. This record was released independently. Yes, this was an independent release. I I would have put money that this one was also on Shady, judging by some of the lyrical content and some of the yeah attitudes. Well, I mean, as you can tell from the first track. Royce sees himself as the head of the group. He blew up a little bit with Eminem on the Slim Shady LP. Yeah. Uh, That's how I found out about Royce. Okay. So I think a lot of that influence and, you know, the the bad meets evil stuff uh, comes from Royce being friends with Eminem. If we're being honest, though, Royce may have that bar about seeing himself with his head. But let's be honest. Joe Budden believes he's the head of anything he's a part of. Joe Budden thinks he is the mastermind of all yeah, things. Everything. Everything. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, ha- just yeah. make sure we're on the same page there. Okay. No, we, we are definitely on that page. The album's release date was set originally for July 7th and was changed to August 11th. Royce to 5'9 said the group wanted more time to put into setup and marketing with its label E1 Music. On his interview with... All Hip Hop on June 12th, Royce said, even though this group is a new way of doing business, we still got to stick to the old school script when it comes time to market this, to have the proper time to set up a record. We're not idiots. We understand the concept of labels throwing something against the wall and seeing if it sticks. That's not what we are in business to do. We're still in the business of selling records because we feel we have a great product to present to the public. So Royce is focused. On the business side. It's it's a weird way of putting it, though, because yeah, they say I agree. We, we understand what the record companies are doing, but we're not doing that. But we're still only here to sell records like yeah, we're not here. Really to, weird. We're not here to promote the music or move culture forward. We're here to sell records. You know what they're trying to do, but we're going to do it. But we're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. But whatever. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's business. It is business. 
Uh, the album features production from Focus, The Alchemist, DJ Khalil, Street Runner, D12's Mr. Porter, and more. The album cover features each member wearing a sports team's logo from another member's hometown. Joel Ortiz's hat is actually supposed to be a Detroit Tigers hat, but it's blacked out. Yeah, why is it blacked out? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. Like, why did that happen? The only one that stuck out to me was Joe Budden wearing the Detroit Red Wings hat. Yeah, I always thought that was really weird. Like, it, I mean, it, it sticks out, too. Like, the other... I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't notice the other ones. I didn't notice that at all. I just saw him wearing the the Red Wings hat, and it's so jarring because he's did. such a yelling jersey guy. Yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> Royce was wearing... Uh, Yankees hat. I can't tell what Crooked Eye is wearing. It has to be a Dodgers hat. I- I'm guessing. And then, yeah, Joel Ortiz isn't... It's just black. It's weird. Crooked Eye has a Sacramento Kings hat on. Okay. And no, it, it looks like... I mean, it looks like Joel Ortiz is not wearing the hat. <laughs> I, I was thinking that, too. Maybe it's that little part that's on the side there. It just looks like he put a plain black hat on and said, No, guys, we're good. I got it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, though. That's weird. It is it's weird really that they strange. like they all went for. I mean, Royce wearing the Yankees hat. It, it's not like the standard Yankees hat. It's like a blacked out looks, color variant. And it looks like it's leather. leather. <laughs> it might be leather. Yeah. It's possible it's leather. Yeah. But yeah, jo- Joel Ortiz came and said, "All right, guys, I got this hat. It's fine." <laughs> right. Hold on, I just found a, like a very similar picture, and Joe Budden has a Cincinnati Reds hat on. What? Nobody's from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. But Royce is still wearing the black Yankees hat, and Crooked Eye is still wearing the Sacramento Kings hat. Wait, Crooked Eye was from Sacramento, isn't he? Cro- or is yeah, Joel Cro- Ortiz from, from Sacramento? No, Joel's from Brooklyn. Then only... So then just Joe Budden and Royce switched hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's well, no, because Budden's not from New York. He, <sighs> <laughs> this is a weird. We just fell. Is this the national treasure of hip hop? <laughs> right. <laughs> are we finding? Are we finding like weird algorithms within their album cover that we're going to solve a mystery with? Maybe. Because yeah, Crooked Eye is from Long Beach. Long Beach. Uh, you know, L.A., Sacramento, yeah. L.A. It's, it's California either way. Southern California. And Joel Ortiz, yeah, that's just a black hat. So yeah. Roy said, <laughs> Roy, Royce, Royce and Budden definitely made it that we're going to do this, and the other two never agreed to it, is what happened. That is consistent with the history of the group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. We did happen we upon to... something here, I think. Yeah, I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Good From the beginning, it has been half and half. <laughs> Yeah, Nick Cage just came out of my closet. I got to get him out of here. <laughs> he came out. He has a torch and a scroll. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what and we're lemon doing. Lemon juice and a hair dryer. He just keeps talking about hats now. <laughs> I can't shut him up. I can't shut him up. Okay. After we've discovered Hatgate, apparently. <laughs> well, I got some reviews for the album, which are favorable. Allmusic.com gave it a four out of five stars, stating that well-chosen guests like Fat Man, Scoop, and Feral Monk increase the thug appeal while earth-shaking productions from The Alchemist, DJ Khalil, and Mr. Porter seal the deal. Rap Reviews gave it a 9 out of 10 stars. They said, whether you want to doubt it or not, there's just too much right about the self-titled Slaughterhouse for this album to be wrong. Double XL gave it an XL. 
saying evidenced by the chemistry on their first effort, Slaughterhouse is no reality show created supergroup. And while each member may be a little movement by himself, without a doubt, they're a force when they're together. Yeah, that's a shot at Diddy, right? <laughs> I I don't. Well, yeah, he did that show. I Make, remember making, that show. Making yeah. the band. Was I that at the same time? Was that at the... This is what, 09? Yeah. That sounds right to me. I'm not an encyclopedia on making the band knowledge, so I yeah. can't can't tell you for sure. I got, I got the Billboard Hot 100 for the week of August Sick. 11th, 2009. Wow. Let's go. All right, here we go. Number five, Kings of Leon with you, somebody. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big yeah. one. Wait, we're going to have some similar stuff, though, because didn't I do a record recently that this was you the did same from record? A, yeah, I think so. You did a two. It was, yeah. uh, wasn't it a Muir? A yeah, Muir was 2009. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, so we're going to have some similar stuff, but I'm down for We're going to have some similar stuff, yeah. We discovered in 09, I was real into all kind of music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of you being in all kinds of music, number four, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Yeah. I like that track. Coming in at number three, we have Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson featuring Kanye West and Neo. And we mentioned Carrie Hilson, this same track, on the Amir episode. Did we? And you said you didn't know who Carrie Hilson was. I Still brought don't. up a couple of her tracks. There's a bar on this record with her name. I know. I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the little amount of her I know. When I heard it, I said, this her- is unreal. The, Her the, name the, used in a bar. That was it. The, the coincidence of this is unreal. That she's on the charts. We talked about her in the episode, and now she's in a track that is on the record you gave me based off the records that came out when we did the episode. Yeah, that <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. Mick Cage's bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number two, we have "Best I Ever Had" by Drake. Yeah, it was, just, it was the one first one that I heard that got me into him. And if you hear that song, I was not listening to anything that sounded like that. I don't know why it appealed to me. I don't know sure. what grabbed me because he was so new. Maybe it mm. was because Lil Wayne signed off on him. I don't know. But yeah, the, the only way I'm going to hear it is if you give it to me. I'm not you, looking out you for won't a drink. Get, you won't get that record. That's his first. That's like his first record. And it's I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Hot take. I don't, it'd be hard for me to give you Drake records because I don't care about Drake records, really. Yeah. I I mean, I could give you her loss because I care about 21 Savage, but even then, Drake is doing weird shit. Yeah. I think Drake can really rap. I also think Drake is a decent musician. And I mean, he's proven he's successful without a doubt on the Billboard charts. But I, I... Personally, I'm not a big enough fan to be like, this is Drake's best album. This is the one that I'm going to bring. I just don't care enough about Drake. Right. He never he never bothers me when he pops up unless he sings for eight minutes. I, <laughs> I was just listening to a record. Uh, oh, it was it was a me. It was Migos Culture 3. And I think the first or second track on it is it has a Drake feature. But mm-hmm. you don't even hear the Migos for three and a half minutes. It's just Drake singing just Drake. and rapping. I'm like, this is just a Drake song. There's just. There's just a Drake song on this record. It's really weird. <laughs> but he also he has the ability to do that, I guess, when you're the, like, the highest selling artist of all time and billboard numbers, records galore, whatever. He, he earned it, I guess. But sure. Coming in at number one, I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Wow, that piece of just hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling. What you just sang is about the amount of that song that I can enjoy. 
That's all I got anyway. I, <laughs> I don't know anything I get else. That. Well, isn't, isn't that the same song as tonight's gonna be a good night? Oh, yeah. Yep. Tonight's gonna be line. a good, good night. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jersey Shore. That's I just yeah, I don't know why is, I connected. What you it, just did, the fist pumping yeah. in the air, that's what that song is. Yeah, it's tough. That's a what tough you one. just did is the physical embodiment of that song. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I <laughs> I think Will I Am's incredibly incredibly gifted musically, but the Black Eyed Peas just don't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, they, they did it for somebody though because they, they did it for a lot of people. They sold, yeah, they sold a lot of records. A lot of records. Uh, I got two more off the list. I had to mention them because we always do. Coming into number eighteen, "New Divide" by Linkin Park. Still top 20. And then coming in at number 19, one other one we might care about. Please Don't Leave Me by Pink. <laughs> we do always. Pink's another one. Add her to yep. the list. We, yep. we bring up Pink a lot, too. Whenever she's on the list. All right. Well, the number one album for the week of August 11th, 2009, the Twilight Saga New Moon soundtrack. Now, without looking at the track list, how, many, no tracks, how many tracks do you think you would know off that? Me? Yeah. Three. I'll say three. I bet you I probably know five. Are you pulling it up or you want me to pull it up? I'll pull it up. Oh, boy. I may have overestimated. <laughs> okay. Uh, first track, Meet Me on the Equinox, Death Cab for Cutie. I, I know Death Cab. That I one off the, the top of my head I couldn't pull. Two, Friends by Band of Skulls. Nope. Tom York with Hearing Damage. Tom York is Radiohead, but I don't know... Tom, he's the singer of Radiohead, but I don't know that song. Licky Lee Possibility. Who? L-Y-K-K-E-L-I. Likely. 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 Oh, likely. Clever. Uh, A demon, a white demon love song with the Killers. I know the Killers. I don't know that song. Yeah, I'm with you. Satellite Heart by Anya Marina. Nope. Nope. I Belong to You by Muse. Nope. Nope. Bon Iver and St. Vincent with Rosalind. Nope. Black Rebel Motorcycle something with Done oh, Black All Wrong. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I like them. They're all right. Do you know the song Done All Wrong? Possibly if it was on one of their records. Hurricane Bells singing Monsters. Nope. Seawolf with the Violet Hour. Nope. OK Go with Shooting the Moon. Uh, maybe. Victoria Legrand and Grizzly Bear with Slow Life. <laughs> Editors with No Sound But The Wind, Alexandra Desplat with New Moon The Meadow, and B.B. Bruns with Cavalier Noir. So, so none of us knew either of the, any of those songs. Zero. Zero was Zero the and zero. I thought it was just going to be Twilight, and I thought there would have been some on there that would have been bangers, but I think New Moon's late in that. I have no idea. Also, I just need you to know that people also ask when they Google... What song is playing in Twilight New Moon when Bella is depressed? Just so oh. you know. Well, what song is it? It is Possibility by Likely. Oh, okay. Hold on. Her name's Likely and the song's Possibility. All right. So for all you Slaughterhouse fans, that was the Twilight <laughs> New Moon soundtrack. I know that's what you came here for. You're welcome. Well, let's jump into the albums that were released throughout August 2009. Probably losing the rest of the Slaughterhouse gang. Uh, on this one but coming out on the fourth we have modest mouse with no one's first and you're next i don't have not listened to it nope <laughs> <laughs> uh also on the fourth we got touche amore with to the beat 
of a dead horse. Yeah, I think I brought that one up on the Amir episode. Coming out on the seventh, we have Behemoth with Evangelion. That's the last one I listened to by them, I believe. Okay. Coming out on the ninth, we have Thrice with Beggars. I don't know if I listened to it. I uh, I wasn't a huge fan when it came out, but I haven't gone back and listened to it. I think I own it though. I think I picked it up. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Coming out on the eleventh, we have Cobra Starship with Hot Mess. Neon phase. We're back yeah. in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're back in the neon phase. I don't know if I've ever listened to a full Cobra Starship album though. I think I listened to the first one because I think the singer from Cobra Starship was the same singer from Midtown. I feel like nothing about Cobra Starship says Scott. No, you're nothing our, you're does. Fan. <laughs> it, it was just the the singer was from another band, and I think it was Midtown, and I was really into Midtown. And it did not work out. For and me. then it, yeah, it was not. That was not me. It was even too neon for me, and I was wearing neon. <laughs> you were in it fully, and it was yeah. too much. Yeah, definitely. Also on the eleventh, we have Winds of Plague with the Great Stone War. I definitely listened to that one. I don't remember if I cared a lot about it, but I definitely sure. listened to it. I've never heard them. I just figured by the name, you might be down with them. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've definitely <laughs> listened to them. I've definitely, I spent a decent amount of time with them. Coming out on the 18th, we have Guar with Lust in Space. <sighs> Am I just throwing hot takes out this episode, I guess? Um, oh, no. Other than Scum Dogs of the Universe, I don't care about Guar. Oh like, man! I feel like Guar's one album, like if, it, like, and I'm not saying the one that I like is the one everybody likes, but yeah. I feel like every person, if you get into more than one Guar album, you have to be doing something. Like you have to be there for the the theatrics of it, right? Because you're kind of getting the same thing. It's it's like I don't know, maybe maybe I because I even listened to who was the the creator and like main guy at Guar. He passed away. Dave Brocky, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. I even listened to his solo stuff and I tried and like I because I downloaded the Guar discography and the Dave Brocky discography and I tried. And <laughs> it just wasn't it. Give me scum dogs and I'm good. Like gotcha. I don't need scum dogs does for me. It itches that Guar itch and I don't yeah. need much more. Now, if Guar came around, would I go see Guar? Yeah, I'd go see him for the show. Yeah, but it would be like going to a play versus going to a concert for sure. Like I, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think I'm going to ha- watch them reinvent the guitar. <laughs> right. They're just gonna do weird, goofy stuff. Like when I saw Alice Cooper, I didn't expect him to be up there singing the way he did when he was even thirty. Right. I was like, yeah, I'm seeing Alice Cooper. He's seventy five years old. Of course he's. <laughs> uh, also on the 18th, we have Otep with Smash Smash the Control Machine. Otep is the female lead band. Is it? Opeth is the other one. Gotcha. I, I, I do the same thing. I don't, yeah. I can't remember. The only reason I remember is because I think her name is Otep. Gotcha. And okay. That's, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've, I've listened to some of both. Couldn't tell you which one. <laughs> I think I liked some of it, but I don't, I sure. can't remember. I sure. can't remember. Uh, also on the 18th, we have Amur with Felony. Oh man, I haven't heard it. I heard it's pretty good. (laughs) I heard it's a pretty good record. Yeah, a little toxic at times. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Last one for the 18th. We have Reba McIntyre with Keep On Loving You. Gotta bring her up. She needs to be mentioned. The queen. She does. 25th, we have Kobe Calais with Breakthrough. I know the name. Yeah. I don't know if I know a lot of about her, but I know the name. She had one big hit, I think. I don't remember. I just assumed you knew her because she was a pop singer. (laughs) 
that seems <laughs> seems a little hurtful, but I guess I'll let it go. Also on the 25th, we have the band Fun with Aim and Ignite. Yeah, I was never a big fun guy, but that's who, um, isn't that Jack Antonoff's band? I don't know. I think we looked. Is that his name? I love their second album, Some Nights. Yeah, lead singer of the rock band Bleachers. He was a guitarist and drummer in the pop rock band Fun. Okay. But Jack Antonoff is the guy who's been producing like the last three Taylor Swift records. Like he's oh, okay. Like he's co-writing and producing. Like he's a big time producer right now. Gotcha. He's worked as a songwriter and producer for Taylor Swift, the 1975 Lord, St. Vincent, Florence and the Machine, Lawrence Del Rey, Fifth Harmony, Kevin Abstract, Carly Rae Jepsen, The Chicks, Tegan and Sarah and Clario. Like he's just, oh wow. Yeah. He's all up in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing it. Yeah. And he, he used to date Lena Dunham. I don't know if anybody cares about that either. I don't think I don't know who that is, but sure. From the HBO show Girls. She did the HBO show Girls. Nope. Right. Don't know it. Well, I threw it out. It's a fun fact, I guess. Yeah. But if you don't know who she is, it's not a fun fact. Also, on the 25th, we have Modest Yahoo coming out with Light. Have you ever listened to Modest Yahoo? I never even heard the name. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I really got down with one of his albums. And I might bring it to you because that would be interesting. Also, on the 25th, we have Municipal Waste with Massive Aggressive. They're like super thrash, right? I believe so. Yeah, I never really got into them. I've, I've tried a couple times. I may try again at some point, but they've never tickled me yet. Gotcha. Released on the 28th, we have Miley Cyrus with The Time of Our Lives. I don't even know if I know that record. I, I don't at all. This is I'm guessing 09. it was early, so it's 09. 09 sounds Hannah Montana. That sounds gotcha. Hannah Montana years. We also have Pitbull with Pitbull starring in Revolution. Pitbull still gets plays, man. Pitbull still sells. Then we have Whitney Houston with I Look to You. No clue what that is. Nope. And then on the 31st, we have the used with artwork. There it is. There we go. The only one I'm trying to still get on on vinyl. Yeah. We have Chevelle with sci-fi crimes. Mm. I don't know that one. I have only listened to a couple tracks by Chevelle. Gotcha. Another callback. We have three inches of blood. Here waits thy doom. Yep. We didn't do an episode on that record, but we did do an episode on a different three inches of blood record. Exactly. That's all the notes I have for this episode. Brand, it is time to talk about your track by track notes. I got plenty. I got plenty of notes. For Slaughterhouse's self-titled album, 15 tracks with a runtime of 56 minutes and 23 seconds, released August 11th, 2009 on E1 Records. Go. You want me to speed run this thing? (laughs) You want me to speed run it? Let's go. You just want me to read my notes straight through, no comments on them, and then at the end I'll just rate it and we'll shut it down. <laughs> I figure that we we already pissed all the Slaughterhouse fans off right. already. The ones that just, came. Yeah. Ten seconds. <laughs> uh, first track, sound off. Sound off. Off the bat, I like the sound of this already. Yeah. Do you have the individual producer tags for the tracks? I do. Do you want me to tell you at the top of every track? The only one I really want to know is which one Alchemist did, because I didn't pull it out. We'll get there. Okay. When it comes to the track, but I will tell you. Each track, Sound Off, is produced by Street Runner. Okay, not familiar. Royce opening this track, and di- and it was mentioned before, dissecting the group like it's a singular body yep. is is excellent. I loved it. I love the way he came at it. And it's, it's kind of what I expect from Royce, though. I expect mm-hmm. him to just take these concepts and theories and really... The way he's dissecting the group is the way he dissects his own raps most of the time. Yeah. At least what I imagine when I hear Royce. But he's he's killer. Him on the there's like this killer hook. I love this hook. And the fact that it's Royce on the hook is great also. Yeah, it's a great hook. I love it. 
Joel Ortiz referencing and working in the torso bar into his <laughs> work, works real nice. Yeah. And then there's a very specific time in just time where if you give me basketball bars that reference that time period, they're always going to be a success for me. Like you get it. <laughs> and the Anderson Verjal bar. Oh man. I'm in. Like I, I saw as soon as I heard the name, I was like, Oh my God, I haven't thought of that dude in 10 years. <laughs> Easy. Right. And I was like, there he is right in front of my face. I, there's a couple more basketball bars on here from the same time period. And then that you're about hundred percent, a hundred percent about it. It also really timestamps it though. Like when yeah, you hear does. certain, yeah. certain, not even superstars, like how many people today, I guarantee you NBA fans today that are like 18. Yeah. And I'm, I'm generalizing have no idea who Anderson Varejao is. No, not a clue who Anderson Varejao is. Nope. Joel Ortiz also built up from like a slow delivery to rapid fire. Like it started off slower and then he came rapid fire at the end of his verse. Excellent. Yeah, they all they all kind of do that on this one. Crooked Eye hits a nice pocket. Nothing about his verse on this one blows me away. Gotcha. Joe Budden's the worst verse on this track. He shouldn't even have been on it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he could be on. He shouldn't have went last. He, they shouldn't have put him last. He shouldn't have closed it. I don't know where yeah. you put him. Because yeah. you, you can't the, put him at the beginning because Royce yeah. needs to bring that. But yeah, he, uh, uh, he his sped up part didn't speed up enough. It was a weak verse to me and it didn't do anything for me. Gotcha. Moving on to the second track, Lyrical Murders. This is produced by Focus and featuring Kay Young. I'm not familiar with Focus either. A lot of producers on this. I'm not familiar. There's with. a lot of producers. Crooked Eye kills this opening verse. Just energy has a nice bounce. The the wordplay is super fun. On the opposite side of that, I feel like Royce phones his verse in. Royce yeah. is kind of just just it's just a it's just a verse. Like he, he goes, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna sit back on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out. I'm just gonna put something down. You guys do whatever you need to do. Budden has a nice Nate Robinson bar again. Basketball yeah, yep. from a certain period of time. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it didn't do anything for me. Okay. His verse on this felt about a bit, a bit stunted and like like just off to me. Something about okay. it. I can't even explain what it was. Ortiz kills this, rapping about killing beats. Like he kills this <laughs> yeah. with a verse about killing beats. It It's hard to explain. If you listen to it, it'll make sense. He yeah. destroys the verse about destroying beats. Yeah. On a, okay. You'll, you'll get it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll get it. Even though the bleeds to death line, like an uncooked hamburger, is yeah. one of the corniest bars yeah. I've heard in a long time. And you know I'm usually not anti-corny. Right. I, I, I can yeah. get by with some corny bars. This one, I think it was because there were too many syllables in unfinished burger. It, yeah, it just didn't it fit stuck quite out. right. Yeah. It stuck out too much. Yep, it sticks out every single time I hear it. Yeah, there's a couple other things to stick out that I will be sure to bring up. <laughs> oh, no. Next track is Microphone. Microphone produced by The Alchemist. Uh, that makes sense, too. 100%. This would be an Alchemist vibe track. Yeah. Royce has a one of the hardest bars off the album at the beginning of this. I blame hard with the click clack, that Antarctica wrist wrap. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking good. Yeah. I loved that fucking bar. But. No, no. He contradicts it by saying the plural of pussy is pussy. <laughs> so like all the goodwill I had with you, Royce, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing now? Like, why is that? that that's corny as shit, too. <laughs> then 
And I'm I'm assuming you gave this a pass. Microphone is rhymed with microphone fifteen times. Yes, I understand. At least, at least it it again. That shit doesn't bother me really. But yeah, I, it was a it was obvious to me because I know you don't like that shit normally. Not normally. It depends on the context. Because both Royce and Crooked Eye do it. Like Crooked Eye starts his verse with it, and Royce ends his verse with it. Yeah, Crooked Eye delivers. And Joel, too many frogs go ribbit but never leave lilies. It's a pretty hard bar. That's I love that. I love that bar so much. It, I mean, it's a little clunky and corny, but a little it bit. Was, it was perfect. It, yeah, it was perfect for me. I liked it a lot. Yep. I don't want it to be a theme, but, <laughs> but Joe Budden's verse. Joe Budden weakest on the verse or weakest track, weakest verse on the track. Again, moving on to the one, the intro, and who's who produces this one? Street Runner. So the same as the, Sound yeah. Off. Yep. The intro and the vibe of the song is different, and I like it a lot. It's almost like Lady Gaga vibes. Okay. Like the the sound of this, it it, it sounds like if it's not derivative of Poker Face, it's it was heavily influenced by Poker Face. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Royce's rock bars. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. They're bad. They're not good. <laughs> He talks about listening to Nickelback and like he's trying. Well, like his his nickname is Nickel. I'm not just talking about that though. I know, I, but I have to like Royce I have to justify is, it a little bit because Royce is so smart. He knows that this is where he has to go. Like he knows that this is perfect for this for this track. Yeah, but he doesn't have the knowledge to pull it off. Like he doesn't know enough about that kind of music, and that's not his fault. But he's just too good of a rapper. That he's like, I could pull something. I can make something. <laughs> I'll do something. But no, his it's rough. His it, the 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 actual bars that reference like rock music because yeah. the the production is a little bit on the more metallic rock side. Mm-hmm. Not great, not great at all. But there is a Carrie Hilson bar. There is it, a lot of it was just, a lot of Royce is just cringy and corny. I, I was just oh. like every time I was like, oh no. Oh, because no, I like this. I like this. The beginning. I was like, here we go. I like this. Yeah. Uh, Crooked was decent with his rock bars, but then he, uh, the, I don't even want to say it. The burp smell my balls. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it totally changed. Like I'll, I'll be, I could start getting into this and I hear that. I'm like, no, what are we doing? What are we doing <laughs> over here? How are there four of you guys in the studio together? And not one of you said, yeah. I don't know about the burp balls line. Let's change that to <laughs> anything else. Uh, it, it's honestly, that's one of the top three worst things on this record is that gotcha. burp balls line. Yeah. Then there's like a combo verse by Budden and Ortiz. Like they kind of go back and forth and it's fine. It's decent. I had a lot of hope for this based off the vibe when it started, but yeah. it didn't fulfill what I wanted. It didn't deliver. No. Yeah. Track four, not tonight. Produced by Street Runner. Did you just not take any notes for not <laughs> have any notes for it? <laughs> None. Not one. There's not one note for not tonight. Gotcha. Couldn't tell you what happened. Gotcha. I guess that gives away that's not in my top three. But yeah, I suppose not. I didn't even have anything negative, I guess, about it. So that's good, that's good I guess. Yeah. So and then everything I just said was about the one. Yeah, the one. Produced by DJ Khalil. It had a different vibe and all the rock bars and all that. Yeah. So I'm just going to that whole piece. It's going to seem confusing, but I, I can't cut that any other way. So it's going to stay the way it is. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever <laughs> you need to do with it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, after missing not tonight and then doing the one. Yeah, uh, let's move into in the mind of madness.
Let's do that. Uh, which we kind of already did. Bad skit interlude. Not good. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know. I might I might already have some opinion on Joe Budden for some it reason. It seems like it. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. And, and, but but that's entirely based on like personally. Like anytime I've heard like clips of a podcast, I didn't like the way he was. Sure. I've never been super familiar with Joe Budden is rapping. Right. And I gave his rapping a shot and it didn't change much for me. But <laughs> we can move past in the Mind of Madness on to Cuckoo. Cuckoo! Produced by DJ Khalil. Royce goes pretty hard here. Some really good bars. This is also the track that has the hook. And I that's it, it, what it is. It's repeated. It has the hook that I don't need a hook for this one. Which is very ironic. Yes. But I, yeah. I will agree that Royce didn't. Royce didn't need the hook for this one. We'll see what the other three deliver here. Ortiz kills this with some pretty gross bars. Like, there's some pretty gross bars in here that are a bonus for me because I can get down with some gross bars here and there. Yeah. Uh, I agree that Ortiz didn't need a hook. Crooked's verse was on the edge of, like, is this good? Is this bad? But then there's one particular bar that did not age. Maybe shouldn't even have been said no nine about Liberace. And that, that, that he needed a hook. That's not, no. I don't agree with I don't agree that he didn't need a hook for this one. And then somebody else who needed a hook was Joe Budden. He is the worst. Your favorite. Even with that Liberace bar, Budden was the worst <laughs> first on this track. Wow. Um, the phone call skit. I'm all right. Nah. Okay. Didn't do anything for me. Didn't like give me ambiance. Didn't change a vibe or anything. I just I don't like most hip hop skits. I don't care what album they're from either. Okay. Like it could be, it could be a Wu Tang skit. It could be a ludicrous skit. Ludicrous ones make me laugh a little bit. But (laughs) any skits, 90, 98% of the time, I I don't care about skits. I will listen through like a first run through. Yeah. And then after that, I will just skip them because I don't need them. I listen to the, every time I listen to this record, I listen to the skits and I'm all right. I don't need them. They're they're not long. No. Some of them feel, they feel long. The phone calls feel <laughs> long sometimes. Gotcha. Uh, the track placed weirdly in between two skits. That's a weird place to put a track. I don't understand it, but oh, Onslaught 2. Yeah. Produced uh, by Emil, featuring Fat Man Sloop. Scoop. Scoop. I, my C looks like an L. <laughs> featuring oh, yeah. Fat Man Scoop. They knew exactly what they were doing, having Royce open all these tracks. He opens with just energy and and most of the time solid verses. So they know how to open these tracks up. They knew yeah. what they were doing in production. Crooked was solid. Ortiz floated on this and had a bar about cheers, which I'm down with. <laughs> Button's fine on this one. The verse Whoa, is fine. What? The the verse is fine. It's it's probably my least favorite out of them. That's but as close it's, to it's a positive a, button we've yeah, gotten not so a, far. It's not a bad. It's not a bad verse <laughs> i uh, i work with a guy who was kind of grew up in the hip-hop i think i talked to you about him before i grew up in kind of the jersey hip-hop culture yeah was in like early hip-hop crews and he tells me that jersey doesn't want button that oh. jersey will gladly say and then even he even went so far as to say whenever joe button has a good verse it was probably ghost written for him oh man <laughs> wow yeah yeah he's pretty low on button and like that even colored me a little bit because i was like i wanted to find something i wanted to yeah. find a really good verse and be like no nah, this this is good though this is good and he he's insisted that Oof. button is a clown and that 
Jersey doesn't want Bud and he can go to Brooklyn, go wherever he wants. Jersey I, doesn't want him. I wonder how much of that is based off of his recent, more recent shenanigans. I don't know because my coworker also also hasn't lived in Jersey for like five years, 10 years. Okay. I mean, he still like rides up there and I'm, I'm sure he's still in touch with people from there yeah. and friends and shit. But from what it sounds like, Joe gotcha. Budden's Joe Just Budden's kind of guy. been on a, on a no fly list for a while. Understood. Uh, maybe I can elaborate on it later. I'll get more in depth at some point. I don't know sure. when Joe Budden's going to come back up. Whenever you bring me that Joe Budden record, I guess. Uh, apparently, I'm not bringing you one. <laughs> Moving on to the phone call to another skit. I just yep. don't care. And I don't know who, who is on the phone. Did I don't I know. I, okay. I thought maybe if that was somebody, it would have made it would have mattered or meant something to me. But because I don't know who it is, it doesn't really do much. Yeah, there was. What was the record recently that had jail? Call? Oh, it was a Boldy record. It was Boldy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh... but yeah, that was fine because it was kind of explained. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't explained who he was talking to either. I don't know. It worked better with. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't it his brother? Maybe. I don't. I don't recall. I don't really remember. It's been. It's been. I don't know if I've listened to that record since it came out, and I will listen to it when the vinyl gets here. I listen to it a lot. (laughs) I'm too busy listening to Rolling Stones to listen to (laughs) Boy. I got to their psychedelic record, by the way. How should I kind of like it? I kind of. Of course you do. I kind of like it. The problem is, I have. I have to keep reminding myself. That it doesn't sound like the Beatles. But it does. But when it came out, it was heavily reviewed as being derivative of Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. Because but it's it gotten was. it's gotten a, it's gotten a more positive review in years in recent years. But okay. I kinda like it. I kinda like it. it Which it's record is that? so off the wall. Um the Satan's Majesties or something like that. Maybe I'll the cover no, even looks like Sergeant Pepper's. I'm not even going to lie. The cover even has a picture that looks like Sergeant Pepper's on it. All right. I'm glad the Slaughterhouse fans are here for the Rolling Stones chat. Moving on to Salute. Produced by Mr. Porter featuring Pharaoh Monk. This is a 50 sample, right? Pretty sure. Okay. Um, Pharaoh Monk is always a vibe. Always. Yep. I've never heard Pharaoh Monk pop up on anything. Anything where it's not like he he's in command of whatever he's doing at all times. It's pretty excellent. Yeah. I'm a fan. Budden? is on his corniest shit ever on this verse. It's just, (laughs) it's so corny. It's not good. The semen cement line is the worst thing on this record. Yeah. It's the worst thing on this record. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm just going to move on. I don't want to talk too much shit on. No, I I, I don't want to feel like I'm just shitting on Joe Budden. I just, that it's one of the corniest verses I've ever heard. Royce has like a more laid back, lower energy delivery here. And it's a pretty mm. sick change up. Like I kind of, I got I, I appreciated it for this. Okay. Works great with the beat or tease on this one has maximum like method man vibes. Like he yeah. sounds like him. He's doing some wordplay that I could hear meth doing. Like right. it's, this is an excellent verse. It's probably his best of the album. It's probably okay. the best Ortiz verse on the album. Yeah. Crooked destroys the beat too. I wish Budden would have stayed off this one. Yeah. I wish he just wouldn't have been on this one because the, the other three were great and Budden's was the corniest shit that <laughs> I've heard in a long time. Next track, Pray, It's a Shame. Produced by Real Son. Fantastic track. Budden has a solid hook on this one. Doesn't have a verse. Keep him on the keep him on the hook. Just keep do Budden the on the hook. 
I liked the hook. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Like if DJ Khaled started trying to put his own verses on his records, that's how I would feel. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are we doing? What are we right. doing? <laughs> By the way, him and Rick Ross had a, another one of those sit down things and or I just saw the video and DJ Khaled says he likes his his cereal soggy. What? He says he lets it soak. Oh, get out of here. And that's that's another reason for me to not like him. Ross looked at him and just said, that wet, wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. That, could you imagine just sitting in a room for an hour listening to Rick Ross and DJ Khaled, just even like small talk? That's weird. It would be insane. Yeah. They're both insane human beings. Right. That wet, sorry, wet. I'm sorry. That, that wet, <laughs> wet. So t- and they were talking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So the no, next time you can't let Cinnamon Toast Crunch get soggy. The next what time you talk with you, the next time you, you eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch and it gets a little too soggy. Just think of DJ Khaled slurping it down Ugh. and Rick Ross saying that wet, wet. Disgusting. Next try cut you loose. Produced by Mr. Porter. Roy's talking about Ross dissing M. I don't remember that happening. I don't either, but it happened apparently. Jim Jones dissing Jay Z. Don't remember that happened, but I remember that happening. I could, I could, I, it sounds like something Jim Jones would do. Yeah, that did. And then Soldier Boy dissing Nos. That sounds like something that would happen also. Yeah, exactly. Soldier Boy created the shit. He's the first first rapper ever. So you didn't know that? Yeah, (laughs) he invented it. He invented the game. Yeah. Uh, decent verse though. Crooked kills this one with a really great verse. Ortiz really goes in on the music business as a whole on this one. Like mm-hmm. he's really going after it. Yeah. He has a bar. I remember when singles used to have cuts on them. Nowadays the rewind button got mad dust on it. Yeah. That's a that sick was, line. Yeah. I love that. It's a sick line. Yeah. Uh, button is fine, but weakest on the track. <laughs> Next up we have raindrops. Yep. Drop top. Nope. Sorry. The novel, the novel, is it novel? Novel? Do you know the correct pronunciation? No. Okay. The novel hook is great. I love this beat. This might be my favorite beat on the whole record. I love this beat. Produced by Filthy Rockwell. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like an alias of Alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) Royce delivers another excellent verse by Royce. Crooked's on top of this one, too. Really good verse by him. Budden has a really good verse here. Yeah. There's a really good verse here by Joe Button. I I, I I can't pick it apart. It's a good verse here. I can't say anything negatively about it. I really do love his verse on this one. Uh, Ortiz goes pretty hard, but his his verse loses a little momentum for me at the end. Like okay. He kind of loses steam. Mm-hmm. So, Button's not the weakest on this on this track. Whoa, what? I mean, I just I, I call him I call him like a season, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Final track Killers. Produced by Emil, featuring Melanie Rutherford and C. Brown. I don't know what happened to Royce before this track, but he is irritated in the booth. He seems angry. He is mad at somebody. Something got under his skin before he walked in the booth for this track. Yeah. Great verse. Ortiz Ortiz comes in and matches his energy, which Mm -hmm. is perfect also. Uh, He has a bar. Where I'm from, they don't hesitate. The cannon that spits. Stand by the wrong man and watch your thoughts land on a fence. Holy shit. That's a hard <laughs> I'm here for that. That's yeah. a hard-ass bar. 
Uh, Crooked deserves a crown for this one. What a pocket he hit. Wow. That's really funny that you say he deserves a crown for that. He goes by King Crooked now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That makes me think I may have heard him on a feature then. Because I feel like I've heard a King Crooked on a feature. It's K-X-N-G. Maybe. I don't know. He's been all over. So it's a possibility you've seen him somewhere else or heard him somewhere else. And then I wish I could just not button clunky and a bit corny weakest on this track. But that is Slaughterhouse. That is we went through it. So my we top went three. Through yeah, your top three. Um, I'm going to be you. I'm going to give you a top four. I'm doing top four as well. And I'm giving I'm doing top four because microphone. I didn't know that was the Alchemist track. Now yeah. that it is the whole vibe of it is 100 percent Alchemist created. Yeah, like like that, the reason they're all rapping like that is because that's the vibe that Alchemist created in the studio making that beat. Right. So that's number four. That's my number four. Uh, that's my number three. My number three is Salute. Salute's really good. What was your What was your four? My four is Raindrops. Okay, I I, I liked Raindrops. Yeah, but not not on the list. My it's number the two, sentimental part of me. That's fair. I I just love uh, Crooked Eyes verse on that. Yeah, I wasn't getting a lot of sen- sen- sentimentality out of this. <laughs> like that's not what I was kind of here for, and they didn't give a lot of it, so I didn't. I wasn't forced that's, to have any. I think that's why I latched on to raindrops so much is because it's a lot of mean guy gangster shit throughout the entire album, Which and then he what? hit raindrops, and I know, and then he hit raindrops, <laughs> and it's like they 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 have hearts of gold. <laughs> hearts of gold, all of them. <laughs> All stand-up guys. <laughs> One of them's a little clunky and corny, but what can we do? You know, a little bit. Uh, my number two is Sound Off. That's my number one. My number one's Killers. My number two is Cuckoo. So my number one is the closer. My number two is the opener. Yeah, your bookend so test. My bookend test is that I liked this record. I liked this record a lot. I liked seventy-five percent of this record a lot. <laughs> I liked 25% of this record a little less, but I'll take those odds. Like there's always, there's always somebody in a group that you might not fuck with the whole time, but there's enough other people in the group that you don't have to worry about it. Like if this was, if this was a Royce and Joe Budden record, I would dislike half of the record. So that would mean I don't like the record, but because I still really like 75% of this record, I still really like this record. There you go. We need more groups. I like, I like the math. I appreciate the groups. We need more of those tracks where there's 10 people on them, like DJ Khaled used to do, where just everybody who's hitting it is all on the track at the same time. We need that. I need it. I need it to happen. And they all just come in there just just, just chewing everybody apart. <laughs> I love it. For Slaughterhouse, the self-titled album, brand thrown on phone or grown. It's a it's an easy own. It's a it's a very oh, that's, easy yeah, I was I you had me worried. No, it's it's an easy quite own. a bit of it. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of good shit on here. I think I think without Joe Budden, it's a better record. Sure. But I also think without Joe Budden, it doesn't happen. So. Yeah. The, uh, well, Take I got a little bit of cleanup that will okay. shed some light on that. Right, uh, Slaughterhouse signed to Shady Records in 2011, released their second album, Welcome to Our House, on August 28, 2012. In three months, it had sold 146,000 copies. A third album, Glass House, was in the works as early as 2013, but has yet to see the light of day. Joe Joe Budden has since retired from rap, and Royce has said that he won't do Slaughterhouse without Joe. (laughs) Okay. It's been a a thing. 
which okay. leads into I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins on this, which leads into my record of the week. King Crooked and Joel Ortiz with Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. Is that new? Uh, it was 2022. I'm gonna go listen to that. Go listen to it. It is a they they've said that it is a love letter and closure to the fans of Slaughterhouse. It gives the pers- perspective of their half of it of what all went down and why there's no glass house record. I'm really excited to listen to that. There's a I'm whole really lot, excited. There's a whole lot of back and forth that has happened between Button and Royce and Joel and Crooked. It's it's been a big big issue. Button had Royce on his podcast when this record came out when the Rise okay. and Fall uh, and they det- they discussed it and they were upset. That's wild. And then there's an Instagram video of a live call between Budden and Royce. And then Joel jumps on. Wow. And it is it's something. I'm really excited to listen to that. I'm down. I'm going to download it right yeah. now. I'm actually really excited to listen to that. Good. It's it's I it, uh, I struggle with it a little bit because I but- would. I would really like to have all four of them on a record talking about their, each of their perspectives on it. Um, yeah. But this is as close as you're going to get, at least okay. to having, because Joe won't rap anymore. He says he's retired from rap. He won't do it. This is Crooked and, and Joel given their perspective on it. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, to listen to it, especially because I, I don't know if I have enough Joel Ortiz in my life. <laughs> like, I feel like I need some more Joel Ortiz in my life. Yeah. My record of the week is, and I, I I already brought this record up to you this this week at a certain point. Oh, uh, but it is my the, it might be the polar opposite of Slaughterhouse. <laughs> it is it is by the band Accursive Memory. Oh yeah, you it's, did mention this. It's the album changes. I don't know why I like it so much. It's extremely bubblegum poppy. It's extremely just yeah, it- like lighthearted. I think I messaged you back saying this is the sweetest thing or something like that. Like it, it gave me a toothache or something. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I even played it for Tara thinking that she would love, like love it. Yeah. And she kind of just looked at me. She's like, why do you like this? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I really, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I don't, I don't even know if they're a band anymore. I just listened to it and I really liked that record. So yeah, it, it changes by a curse of memory. Yeah. So all that's left is for me to tell you what we're going to do next week. Huh? Yeah. I had in mind what I was going to give you. Okay. But it was another record from 09. So I'm going to call oh, an audible. Wow. Gotcha. I'm going to call an audible and we're not going to do that one. I don't know where I want to go. Like, do I do, like, I don't know what kind of vibe I want to throw at you. Hit me with something just different. Hit me. Whatever. I'm up for anything this week. Um, We did mention Guar a lot. When did that record come out? I know it's way before 09. Because you said you never listened to Guar, right? Not a full record, no. Probably not a good sign. Oh, that came out 19. Oh, my God. That came out 1990. <laughs> that has you written all over it. You love the 90s. <laughs> I do love the 90s. You know what? Sure. sure. We mentioned them. They came up organically, kind of. So let's do it. Awesome. We're going to we're going to do Guar, the album Scum Dogs of the Universe, and uh, it should be a pretty gross and a pretty interesting episode. Uh, you you know what Guar looks like, right? Yes. 
so when you're listening to some of these tracks, I just recommend pulling up a picture of them just to just <laughs> really just to really get in there and really get in the mindset of what's going on. Gotcha. So Guar, Scumdog's Universe, what a wild card, because that was not even on my top 10 of what I was going to give you today. But Out of nowhere. It happened organically. So there we go. Hey, uh, care business. Slaughterhouse kind of came out organically as well, because you remember the pig squeals from the previous record when we were talking about Cole Chamber. Yeah. How that last that closing had the pig squeals. Uh, Slaughterhouse's logo is an upside down pig. But that also was it was also in the ether of your thought because of the Amir episode where we mentioned Slaughterhouse. Yeah, we're just interconnecting all the episodes. God damn it. Nicholas Cage is back. I got to go take care of this shit. <laughs> Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you. I'm glad Thanks you liked it. I was, I was I'm slightly glad. worried. I'm glad I liked it. I, like I said, Roy, I knew I was going to enjoy at least Royce. So I, I came yeah. in knowing I was going to enjoy 25% of it at least. Yeah. Big I fan of Royce. I, I thought I liked Joel Ortiz. I was confirmed on that. And then Crooked Eye impressed me. So yeah. Three out of four is a win to me. There you go. I like it. But thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Listeners, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Next week. Guar. Guar next week. I'm excited. Follow us on Twitter at AOLpod. Follow us on Instagram at AOLpod. Send us an email at areyoulisting.pod at gmo.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Follow all the Joy Road Media shows. Listen to them. Walk into the bathroom. Look into the mirror. Look into your eyes and ask yourself, are you listening? (laughs) Are you listening? You know I'm usually not anti-corny. I just assumed you knew her because she was a pop singer. Yeah, Nick Cage just came out of my closet. I got to get him out of here.